Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Roman Canciani. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer and your host for today's program. And as usual, I will start with a short markets wrap. Well, of course, all eyes this morning are on the outcome of the US midterm elections, where results are rolling in, with many looking for signs of a government gridlock, which may be positive for shares overall. As it looks at the moment, the Republicans have made gains in their drive to take control of the Congress, but many of the closest races have yet to be called. The final outcome may actually not be known for days or even weeks if the results are as close as polls have suggested and if the losers challenge the results. But we have Matthew Hushday on the show a bit later to give you all the details. In terms of market action in the US yesterday, the S&P 500 index managed to close comfortably in the plus, handing in a 0.6% performance overall with 10 of its 11 sectors in the green. Materials outperformed significantly, followed by tech and industrials, while consumer discretionary was the only sector in the red. Even though stocks overall were positive, the VIX index measuring the implied price volatility of the S&P's constituents over the coming 30 days was up almost 5%, closing at 25.5 points. The dollar is little changed. Oil uh, is down for the third day in a row. On news of low Chinese demand and rising US inventories in gold managed to stay above the 1700 US dollars per ounce handle after its rally yesterday. Crypto assets remained under heavy pressure as news about Binance's potential and messy takeover of rival exchange FTX renewed trader concerns that there is trouble brewing within the industry and among some of its top players and about governance of the crypto industry overall. Bitcoin is trading barely above the 18,000 US dollars this morning, while the Binance coin is about flat at 315 US dollars. And in fixed income, US Treasury yields remained steady this morning after their rally yesterday, with two years trading at 465 and 10 years at 415. In other news, Tesla CEO Elon Musk sold 19.5 million shares of his EV maker just days after closing his buyout of Twitter, selling stocks for the first time since August when he said he was done offloading Tesla stocks. Overnight in Asia, China's producer prices fell into deflation for the first time in nearly two years as global commodity prices slid and restrictions to control COVID outbreaks bite into demand, a sign for the ongoing downturn in the economy there. New COVID cases in Beijing jumped to the highest level in more than five months, with officials alarmed by infections being found outside of quarantine that show the virus is still spreading in the community. With all that, it's no surprise that markets in Asia are a bit nervous this morning. While Australian stocks managed to close up by 0.6%, Japan, Hong Kong and onshore China are all in the red. Still, Chinese developers overall jumped the most in eight months as a regulator expanded financing support for the sector. The futures board for European and US stocks currently looks red overall, thus it is likely that we'll have a slightly weaker opening across European stock exchanges. While it is obviously the results of the midterms in the US which will dominate the markets today, traders will also heavily debate the all-important US inflation numbers which will be published tomorrow afternoon European time and which are expected to drop below the 8% handle year on year. This is all on the markets wrap today. And now, as promised, I hand over to Mathieu Rachete, our Head of Equity Strategy, with the latest on the US midterm results and his takes in terms of investment strategy. Mathieu, 
Thanks for joining and the floor is yours. Thank you, Roman. Yes, as you mentioned, the early tallies point to a very close call. So ahead of the vote, the likelihood of the Republicans reaching a majority in both chambers of Congress has increased. But with the results uh, we have in so far, it seems like the Democrats are doing better than the latest polls predicted. The GOP will likely take back the control of the House of Representatives. Yes, but the race for the bids to take the Senate is much tighter than expected. So, so far, the Republican sweep uh, didn't really materialize. But, you know, it will take days, if not weeks, to have the final results in. And as expected, it all comes down to the usual swing states, uh, such as Arizona and Georgia, which are too close uh, to call here. What does that mean for the market? Uh, we think the market reaction will be rather muted. Um, it was already widely expected that the Republicans will win uh, the House back. And the Senate outcome makes less of a difference uh, in terms of policy outcomes um, if the Republicans are in control of the House. The risk scenario for the markets would have been if the Democrats uh, win both chambers of Congress, which will mean more leeway in terms of fiscal spending and other policies uh, like additional corporate tax increases. But such a scenario would likely have led to higher bond yields and falling equity prices. But that's off the table uh, for now. Beyond the immediate market reaction, usually a gridlock scenario in Washington is good for financial markets. So if you look here at historical data, the average annual performance of the S&P 500 is 13% if the Democrats control the presidency and the Congress is split, and even 14% if the Congress is controlled by the Republicans. So the bottom line here is we expect a muted short-term market reaction, and it will likely take weeks to have the final results in the Senate. In the medium term, a gridlock scenario tends to lead to higher equity returns. But the market focus, uh, however, continues to be in inflation. So all eyes will be on the US CPI prints coming out on Thursday this week. Uh, so that's really the decisive factor for the direction of the market over the next couple of days. And with that, back to you, Roman. Thank you very much, Mathieu. Next on the show this morning is Tim Gege, our head of FX and PM Solutions Geneva, with an FX and Metals update after strong moves over the past days. Please go ahead, Tim. Thank you, Roman. Good morning. In the midst of the fascinating world of American politics and the even more fascinating world of whatever is happening inside of Elon Musk's head, we had a pretty exciting day yesterday as well in FX. Yes. We have been talking here for some time now about the idea that there is a more significant shift in the dollar and a market that is perhaps shifting from looking to buy dollars to a market that is looking to sell dollars. Well, yesterday, that is certainly what we saw as all of a sudden, the pressure that had been building cracked. And we took out a load of technical levels across the board. Eurodollar, cable, Dollar Canada, you name it, we seem to take out a resistance. The other interesting element to watch is the next round of Fed speakers. Once the midterms are out of the way, politics becomes a tiny bit less short term. So it may be easier for them to adjust their message, if that is what they want to do. I know that is a bit cryptic, but what I mean is that I think the Fed would not have shifted dovish ahead of the midterms so as not to look like they were acting for political reasons. Now they can speak freely. It is not to say they will definitely change their message. I don't know what's going on uh, inside that room, but just that if they wanted to, it would be easier now. So what next? Well, a little pullback today would not be too surprising, especially if the Democrats do indeed retain control of the Senate or if we even get that information. However, I think investors will be more inclined to use this pullback to sell some dollars. It is my preferred approach. After all, even after this latest sell-off, and you will have to imagine my quote marks on that word, we are still only just above parity in euro dollar. 
and 115 in cable. Plenty of room before we are back to more balanced levels in FX. For dollar cash, you can still get very interesting levels in reverse convertibles back into euros, sterling, Aussie dollars, Canadian dollars, with a decent coupon, 6 to 8% annualized. Metals have also rallied, and as usual, the ratio of gold to silver has dropped accordingly. The ratio now is sitting just above 80, a major support level. Last time I highlighted this, everything collapsed. But if that does break lower, then we could see another leg higher in metals. Platinum well back above 1,000 now. So right now, for the first time in a while, it is harder to take an exposure there. But if you do have any from any of the times I have rattled on about it on one of these podcasts, then you can definitely look at taking profit via reverse convertible on the other side, targeting a strike as close to 1,100 as possible. Um, but you could also just stay long. I do think we get to 1,100 uh, eventually. US CPI tomorrow is the data highlight of the week, once the market has digested these midterms. I think only a massive upside surprise would have a real impact, but that is for tomorrow. That's enough from me for today. Thanks for listening. Have a super day and back to you, Roman. Thank you very much, Tim. With that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again soon. I wish you all a good day ahead. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer, we would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.